I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. United to get us underway here at the Valley. Watson the throw. Short to Watson. Gets it back. To Oxford blocking the ball inside. That's a good ball to find Shinny. It's a lovely right. first touch. And Shinny reverse ball finds Washington. Who's through on goal. Corner Washington. Yes! And Charlton take the lead after 31 minutes. It's a lovely assist from Andrew Shinny. We have to be honest, John haven't really been in the game that much in the opening 31 minutes, but it just took one passage of decent play. Firstly from Goodson, it's a ball forward. Shinny with the control, it's a lovely control. And the reverse ball to find Washington, who kept his composure and fired beyond Eastwood. Well, comfortably the best, foot, best, foot, best bit of football of the game from Joel, comfortably. Uh, great move, superb move. And uh, not just that, it was a throwback to Gunter and it... Uh, um, and then back inside, you, you could see that uh, he, you know the initial ball that he wanted to play wasn't on, so just he was patient. Pretty much what I was saying about Smith earlier on, just waiting for the right moment to release it, rather than just release it at any top, time or cost. And he picked out uh, the run of Washington and timed it superbly. And then uh, you're uh, you're then banking on Washington just staying calm and slotting it past the keeper. He did exactly that. Shinny prepares to take. Shinny takes. It's a shot. Oh, great free kick. Oh, the power was too strong for Eastwood. He dived to his left, but it's past him. And Shinny, who got the assist for the first goal, now opens his Charlton account with a lovely free kick. And Charlton, just before half-time, make it two. Well, the discussion beforehand was, would he, uh, you know, would he try and pick up Innes and Fambo at the far side, or would he hit it to the keeper, hoping for a knockdown? And I did say, or maybe even better, I mean, he's rifled down in the top left-hand corner, but I think Simon Eastwood in the Oxford United goal will be really disappointed that they let that get past him. Almost seemed to go through his hands. The pace on the shot obviously had something to do with that, and you can't take the effort away from Shinny. It was an absolute belter of a free kick that's given Charlton a 2-0 lead. But I'd like to see the replay again. I get the feeling the keeper's going to be really unhappy with the way this has gone through him. First ball looks for Watson, he's over here, that's Shinny dives in, it's a good challenge in the end. Oh, Fanwood got something on the ball, and Innes with a late challenge. They're going to be screaming for a second yellow here. And Innes is going to be sent off here. Second yellow card. Bowyer's not happy. Innes was late to that. And Ryan Innes, who's been Charlton's best player before this evening, will miss the trip to Portsmouth as well. Second yellow card. Making Oxford throw it from the right place, which is <laughs> petty in the extreme, but there we are. That is the final whistle. And Charlton 
have, uh, have won this victory. What a victory this is, actually. It's got everything to talk about. 2-0. So hello and welcome to Charlton Live. This is the big match preview. My name is Louis Mendes and joining me on the pod to look back at that win over Oxford United on Tuesday and of course ahead to Saturday's massive game uh, with Portsmouth down at Fratton Park. First up, uh, we've got Mr Tom Wallin. How are you doing, Tom? Very well, thank you. How are you? Not too bad. Uh, we've, we've just been sharing a special moment, of course, of uh, you listening to me eating crisps down a microphone. Did you enjoy that? A little bit of ASMR for a Thursday yeah. evening. Yeah, yeah we've been, very nice. We've been, we've been looking, we've been looking it up. So apparently, there's a thing called ASMR where people like certain sounds. So basically, if anyone uh, wants to send me money, I will record a uh, a podcast of myself just eating crisps uh, for your own personal pleasure. A man who's already got his first order in, of course, for that service is uh, Mr. Nathan Muller. How you doing, Nath? Yeah, not bad, mate. In terms of sounds, one thing that I wasn't that doesn't give me ASMR, whatever it is. is Cole Robinson's voice, so I ain't missed that. But um, yeah, I'm not too bad, mate. You know, first, first day and all that. But uh, yeah, no, it's all good, mate. Yeah, excellent stuff. Well, we actually had quite a long uh, conversation with Carl Robinson on uh, on Saturday when he was there at the Northampton game. He came and spoke to us at half time, and I, I went away saying to uh, to Terry that I, I think I, I think I can handle him in short bursts. Like when he's not your manager, it's all right, really, isn't it? Or when he's far away, like on Tuesday night uh, when Terry shouted down hello to him and he shouted something back. I was like, I can I can deal with him at this distance. But anyway, right. Um, uh, so like I said on tonight's pod on the big match preview, we'll be looking back at that victory over Carl Robinson's side. We've just heard the goals there. Uh, we'll hear Lee Bowyer's reaction to that. Uh, we'll also hear, unfortunately, some bad news from Bowyer on Alfie Doughty revealing uh, this afternoon that the uh, the young midfielder is likely to be out for four months uh, with a, a very serious injury. So such sad news. There. We've got some tweets and emails to come from. We're also going to hear uh, from a man who had a very good evening on Tuesday. Andrew Sheeney got a goal and an assist. I spoke to him after the game. Then, of course, we will look ahead to the clash with Pompey. Lee Bayer will tell us what, how he feels ahead of that game and we'll uh, have a little bit of a look ahead to it ourselves. So, uh, first things first, Tom, we just heard the goals there from that win against Oxford. Um, well... Seven and a half hours and, uh, well, seven hours and 32 minutes without conceding a goal. Four wins on the spin, five unbeaten. Uh, heaven knows what sort of force we're going to be when we actually start playing well. But so far, <laughs> not too bad. Yeah, it all reads very well, doesn't it? I think I asked the boys on, on Sunday whether whether we were starting to click and whether we were maybe seeing a, a more pragmatic Boya side than we've seen before. Um and I think Tuesday was another example of that. As you say, it wasn't the best performance in the world. And I think we were probably under the cosh for at least the first sort of 20 minutes, maybe more. I think Oxford were probably definitely started the better. Um, but we got ourselves in front, a really well-taken goal. And from there, I thought we, I wouldn't say we dominated the game, but from that point on, we certainly looked comfortable. I don't really remember Ben Amos having a lot to do, certainly in the second half. Uh, and it just we we've got a real steel and and grit behind our performances, so that even if we're not playing brilliantly, to score two goals and to keep yet another clean sheet is is what we need to do to get out of this league. So yeah, I'm amazed at how quickly things have come together. Obviously, the feel good factor around the club is there since the takeover, but you know, with with the ongoing pandemic and fans not being around and a load of new players that need to gel, I, I didn't expect it to happen so quickly, and then. 
you throw in the Alfie injury as well from the weekend and you think, right, that's further adjustments we've got to make. But we came through a very tough test because I think the boys said it on commentary before the game. We haven't got a good record against Oxford in recent years and we've seen that test out and it's another important victory. So, yeah, really, really pleased with the performance. Yeah, long may it continue. We keep picking up these wins, especially especially as I said, we're, we're not our fluid best. And um, one one thing that's been a sort of a feature of the the, mo- the more recent games for me is Nathan uh, texting me his uh, his disdain at the way we've set up or or how something's gone in the opening half an hour. So now we have to give Nathan some credit. So. Just before we opened the scoring against Oxford on Tuesday, Nathan said Andrew Sheeney needs to sort of find himself in the middle a little bit more, pull into the middle and he'll find a little bit of space. And what happened about five minutes after you send that text, Ness, he does exactly that and uh, gets the ball and uh, plays on a, a wonderful little through ball for Connor Washington. Hint of offside, but the most important thing, Nathan, is that for once you were right. Yeah, it's rare, isn't it? <laughs> no, but I think... The thing is with that, I mean, we was obviously talking on the WhatsApp group, um, and you know, obviously we had to make sh- make shift a little bit, and I think Shinny technically can play anywhere, um, but I think when he when he was just out on that left hand side, it, he he wasn't really getting involved. I mean, because obviously setting up with Pratt and Watson in, you know, sitting at the base, you know, you're protecting your back four, but then you're relying on your wider players, and he's not gonna. Shinny isn't the type of player who's going to get it on his left peg and, you know, drive down that left-hand side. So he's, he needed to cut in a little bit more. Whether or not that was because he was more concerned about their fallback, I think it was Claire obviously bombing on. And um, But yeah, I mean, he found himself in, a, in in space in the middle and yeah, it might have been a bit of offside, but I think looking at previous results that uh, we was we weren't really on, on had the rub of the green. So it was about time that we did get a bit of that and turned out to be all right but I think I'll just echo what Tom said really it was it wasn't the greatest and but we've not got our strongest team out of them and you look at the people that we ain't even playing at the moment like Madison and I know a couple of the others um but yeah I think it was a it was a it was a doggy performance and it, these are the games that you're gonna have to win I mean even when we got promoted you know maybe different from Chris Powell that season but even when we went up in the playoffs it's not we, we weren't like sweeping teams away and beating them fours and fives and playing pretty football um, you need a method and you need a way of playing um, an identity and I think that's what Bo is trying to instill yeah because yeah I mean I, I looked up the stat the other day I think when we um, when we got promoted under Bo a couple of years ago I think there was only two or three games where we won by more than two two goals so it is it is you know that it's, it's a division you have to grind your way out of like Nathan in many a nightclub before um uh, before of course lockdown um the second goal when it came uh Andrew Shinney again that man who we're going to hear from later on in the pod time I mean that was one hell of a free kick I think Simon Eastwood uh, if he grew some hands might have saved it but you know you, you got you got to take your pot shot and he got he got the execution right Andrew Shinney it's not his fault that the goalkeeper decided not to save it exactly right yeah if you don't enter the lottery you're not going to win um and it was a decent strike, it it was, but yeah, when the keeper sees it back, he will have been disappointed with himself. But it, it capped off a really good performance from Shinny, as you say, playing his part in the first goal and then getting that, that second one as well. I think he's he's a really good player. We spoke about it when he came in. And again, it's just taken not, what, two games really, a game and a half to get himself up to speed, to, to get in there that quickly. And particularly when he was playing slightly out of position, as Nate's just spoken about. I was really impressed with his performance. And I don't know, I, I don't feel like we've scored a lot of direct free kicks, really. Lyle got a couple, didn't he? But 
I think we've struggled. And I know he came out after and said, there's no way that Omar's taking that after he did two into the bottom of the wall. So I think to have a decent free kick taker in there is going to be important. And again, I referenced it on Sunday's show. You know, when you think back to that season under Powell, those two huge wins we had against the Sheffield clubs, both came with set pieces from Johnny Jackson. So as you've just said there, it's it's a league that you have to really fight your way out of. And if you've got someone who can stick the ball in the back of the net from set pieces, that might be worth five or six goals through the season, which could be crucial. So, yeah, a really nice finish and, and hopefully one that you can take confidence from into the next game. Yeah, it did strike me as quite amazing that we scored two free kicks in two in two home games now because that's not something that we do uh, that often. And, and both of them, perhaps a goalkeeper should have done better, of course, for Jake's one against Wigan and on Tuesday night. But the fact is it went in now. Obviously, one downside is the fact that Ryan Innes uh, was shown a red card two yellow cards he got in the space of about five minutes in that second half Nate I mean both both thought he was soft and I you know looking back at it I can see why but it's a shame isn't it because he's been he's been a colossus not only in stature but in terms of performances for us over the last couple of weeks oh of course I think um I think he's been pivotal uh as you know as well as Fanwell has as well but I mean in this he just seems to clean everything up there doesn't he I mean and said it before I mean Lockyer was a good defender and that was also like you in the nightclubs as well <laughs> but I mean he just he just it's just meat and drink for him isn't it really and I mean Lockyer came in but I always felt that as, as good as Lockyer was sometimes he wasn't that great on the ball but against the big you know the big bustlers of league one which you're gonna get I mean I, I can't remember the guy's name I remember Calvin Andrew I don't know if he's still playing but I remember he got he bullied us a couple of years ago and you're gonna come across those sort of players and he just seems to love that sort of challenge um, in terms of the in terms of the red I can see where Bose is coming from but for me it is a yellow you know he's caught him late um, he's committed himself it wasn't a dirty challenge but if he wasn't on a second if he wasn't booked already, he would have got a yellow and you couldn't really grumble at it because if it was the other way round, you know, but he's committed himself and um, he's obviously paid the price, which is going to be a big miss. I mean, I know even if, you know, we, you know, Piercy was available, he's still a big miss. Or if Pierce was fit and he can come straight back in, he's still a big miss of what he's done so far. And I must admit, when, when we signed him, I thought, all right, we'll see what see what happens. He's a big lad. We've We've lacked a bit of height. Um, especially in previous seasons, we weren't the tallest of teams. Um, but yeah, I just think he's an old school, a known, you know, remember that advert, you know, the John Smith's avid sort of defender, you know, he's not the most classiest <laughs> on the ball, but listen, he's there to defend the goal and so far he's done it absolutely brilliant with Akin Fanway, who again, has been impressive. Um, so I think when they're, obviously they're building up that relationship, they're going to be a big miss, but it's part and parcel of football. It's only one game for now. It could be worse. I mean, probably Ben Watson at the moment probably be banned for about 15 games by Christmas with the amount of yellow he's picking up. But um, <laughs> but yeah, no, he's going to be a big miss. Um, but it gives an opportunity for someone else to come in, whether he puts Gunter in there and plays Matthews out there. I don't know. I don't unless Pratt goes back there. But uh, I'm just I don't really feel comfortable with Pratt's playing in a two. Um, as a three, maybe he can sort of drop that a little bit deeper. But it is what it is. But for me, it was a. I don't think we can grumble too much at the at the red. 
Yeah, I think I would feel more comfortable with Prattley playing there if, if that's the way it has to go uh, on Saturday. Uh, Jason Pierce still a little while away. is out training now, but not full full training. He's not joining in with the lads. He's just out um, on the grass uh, kicking a few footballs, which is, which is obviously better than nothing. I mean, Tom, we have to talk about this remarkable record we're on now. So seven hours and 32 minutes without conceding. Um, ben Amos has made some, some good saves in that in that amount of time, but not not the amount that would suggest that we would be keeping... Was it five five clean sheets in a row? Um, and that, to me, suggests that it, the, the defence and the team as a whole unit aren't giving up too many chances, which is well, so so pleasing to see, considering they are brand new. They they don't know each other yet. They haven't really had this time to gel. And, you know, that's when you become at your very best when, when you're all working together as a unit who knows each other. But we haven't even done that yet. So as, uh, as we'll hear Andrew Shinney saying a bit later on, things can only improve from where we are. Yeah, uh, organisation is is so key for a, for a defence because, as you say, they need to all be on the same wavelength. All you know, they need a a really solid line. They need to understand where each other are. They need to know how to fill in for each other. And obviously, you've got Gunter at right back, who's full of experience. But um, the likes of Innes, obviously, you know, still fairly young. Matson on and Famwo or Famwo on the on the other side, both very young players. So to to come into a back four like that and just, as you say, gel, I think Amos has probably made three very, very good saves over those games. So even if you accept that we would have conceded three goals, I don't know how much difference that actually would have made to the results that we'd have taken from those games. So he has been a, an integral part of it, but that is the point of a goalkeeper. You know, he's not there just to, to stand and watch. So he has played his part, but the back four, as you say, haven't given up an awful lot of chances. Um, and that's so encouraging. And obviously, we've spoken a couple of times about whether we really need Prattley and Watson in front of them at any point. But having just uh, always having at least one of them in front as well just means you've effectively got like a back six set of players that are very, very difficult to get through at the moment. And yeah, we've got Jason Pierce to come back. I thought Deji had actually started the season quite well. Um, so we're going to have options back there for sure. And, and it's really encouraging because, you know, as we've all said, as Boyer has said himself, you know, we're going to, you have to have that solid base to build from. Um, and the worry was that we weren't maybe going to have enough goals up the other end, but we've knocked a couple past a few teams now. And it's a case now of everything seems to just be going the right way. And once you're on that sort of run and you get that momentum, it's, it's very hard to stop a team that go like that. So yeah, everything everything is looking good at the moment. Obviously, Portsmouth at the weekend is going to be a tough test, but I've seen some of their games and they're not good at defending at all. So they're going to hopefully be open at the back and a chance for us to get a few goals there. So yeah, everything's everything's looking good at the moment. It's just about how long we can keep this going. Excellent stuff. Right then, let's hear what Lee Bowyer made of that win over Oxford United on Tuesday. I caught up with the Addicts boss over Zoom after the game and he said he was very pleased with his size display. I thought it was a real good team performance um, from the start to finish. I think they they had a bit more possession than us, but didn't really, didn't really hurt us, I don't think. Um, can't many can't remember too many clear cut chances that Ben had to make saves, you know. Um and then obviously we, we get the goal. Something that we, we walked through earlier on today and uh Shinny getting in them little pockets, he's a very, very clever player and um 
great run from Connor, a great pass. So uh, took it well, and, and then obviously did the outstanding free kick from Shinny. So uh, I think deservedly went in you know half time on uh, on top, and um, second half then obviously the sending off makes it more difficult, but we still had chances, good chances. Um, obviously uh, Omar. Going running through on goal, and then someone trips him up. It's not even a yellow card. And then um, Ian ran through at the end, and could have probably should have probably shot. Uh, so yeah, I think I think. Um, but to manage the game the way they did, a lot of men out there and they've experienced players, and I think we managed it really really well once we went down to ten. And um, so yeah, I'm I'm really proud of them today. I thought I thought we uh, deserved the three points and. And then we go again. It's a remarkable stat, isn't it? Getting up to seven hours and 32 minutes without conceding a goal now. Yeah, and, and that's, that doesn't just happen from like your back four and your goalkeeper. It starts from up top. Kind of Washington today, Omar Bogle and, uh, and Young Smithy. Like they, they work their socks off. It, it starts from up there, you know, your defensive line. And, um, and they're all working as hard as they can. And uh, then you've got the experience in front of the back four protecting. Um, and, and then you've got the, the, the solid back four and a, and a great goalkeeper to, to back that up and, and as, as your last line. So, uh, yeah, I think um, another good clean sheet. And, um, yeah, the, the players I've just said to them, like, excellent, like, outstanding. They're, they're not a bad side, them, Oxford. They're a very good side that was in the player final last season. So, um to keep them limited like we did and, and going down to 10 men, I think they, uh, they should be proud of them because I'm proud of them. And it is a shame that, that Ryan Innes got sent off because he's been, he's been so handy the, the, the last few games. What are your views on the, on the two yellow cards? Soft, soft. So much inconsistency from, from the officials. Like week in, week out, we say, I have the same discussion. I'm sick and tired of talking about officials and decisions. Big decisions. Both yellow cards. Like the second one, it's, it's just an, an honest attempt to try and go in for a block tackle. The fella to, toes it away before Ryan. And, and then it's, it's, it's maybe a ticking off at worst. It's never been a yellow card. Omar Bogle's rolling people on the edge of their box. That was on the halfway line. Just a 50-50 tackle that was mistimed by a split second. Omar Bogle's rolling their centre-halves on the edge of their box and got going to go away from them. They're pulling him back and there's not yellow card. And then Omar Bogle, again, second half, running through. The fella just blatantly trips him up on the edge of the box again and there's no yellow card. I don't like seeing yellow cards. I'm not saying I want to see them, but for what he's just been sent off for, it is, it's, it's not right. It's not right. The consistency is miles apart. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. 
millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Cullen trying to take his man on. Chip ball back across. Bowers there. Pierces there. Bowers with a header. And it's done. Yes! 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 Oh, it's gone. Oh, Patrick Barr. The absolute German beauty. Woo! Dreamland. Charlotte have scored. With seconds remaining. We've done it all. Guess it. Come on. What a time to be a hero. Here at Wembley. Live. Right, welcome back to Charlton Live. This is the big match preview we just heard there from Lee Bowyer after the win over Oxford United on Tuesday. 2-0 uh, win that uh, stretches our winning run to four games, uh, sees us jump into those playoff places in League One. Obviously, it's early days and don't off, don't often uh, have a look at the table at this at this point. But when we're in a good place, then, then I like to I, I like to say so. So we're in we're in the top six. Uh, at the moment, obviously not everything is going to be good news. This is Charlton Athletic Football Club. Unfortunately, we had have uh, some bad news today. We knew that Alfie Doughty uh, was out injured. Uh, he uh, picked up a knock during that win over Northampton Town on Saturday. Um, and Libo, uh, in today's press day, uh, he did have some bad news to share on the youngsters' fitness. Yeah, it's not good. Um, Alfie, he's got a, a big tear. Big, big tear. Um, so he's got to have an operation. He's got to have an operation on his hamstring, um, which isn't good. Uh, it's unlucky because he, he, he was playing well for us, you know. So he's going to be months, um, from what I understand, probably around four months, I reckon, which is not good. Um, but these things we can't control them, you know, and that's just a freak one. Uh, so disappointing, obviously, for, for us and, and for himself. I feel sorry for the lad because he just started to become a regular, you know. Um, and he's only young, so to have the injuries, not good at a young age. Oh dear, then, uh, Nafe, uh, up to four months. I mean, that that is a serious, a serious injury and such a shame that, that the young man is, you know, he started the season so well, ended last season so well also. And uh, yeah, now he's going to be missing for a, for a big chunk of it. Yeah, it's a shame really with the, um, with Alf. I mean, he was just saying, you know, he's played, what, eight games at Bromley and then came back to us. So he's played a lot of, lot of football in, you know, quite a short period of time. And his, his intensity is, um, is obviously quite high. Obviously using him as an outlet and his pace, um, but it's, it's part of football, unfortunately. But whether or not the clubs are still sniffing around him in January, I don't know. But um, yeah, it's disappointing. But maybe it's a chance now for for Bose to use different systems, get Madison fit. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's, he's come a long way, and we just need to f- focus on his recovery. Now. 
Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I saw a few people trying to trying to say, oh, you know, may, maybe take it as a positive that people won't sniff around in January, but <laughs> it doesn't change the fact we've lost him for four months anyway. So, so we will be without him, Tom. And looking at who else is in the squad to try and replace him as well, you know, obviously that dreadful for the young man. But Bose has got to think about how he's going to fill that gap within the team. I think a lot of people have mentioned Paul Smith has a bit of pace and a bit of. Uh, He's a bit lively on 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 the wing. Do you think he could be the man to to fill that hole? Maybe, yeah. I think po- possibly, but I think we're going to have to accept that we're going to have to set up slightly differently, uh, and not necessarily just in terms of formation. Maybe that formation will work, but I don't think we're going to necessarily get the same width and the same raw pace that Alfie has. I mean, he just gets the ball, he knocks it twenty yards ahead of him, and he just goes and. I haven't really seen that from any of the other players, even if they are quick players. So I don't think we can use that outlet in the same way that we do for him. But we've got a lot of attacking players. I mean, you mentioned Smith there. We've obviously got Washington as well. Uh, and Bogle. We've got the likes of Johnny Williams and Marcus Madison. So and that's not even naming everybody, but we, we've got a lot of people up there. So there, there are definitely options. Obviously, Chuck's when he comes back. And I think that was the thing that was perhaps worrying us, particularly when Macaulay Bomb went, is, well, we haven't really got any strikers. And whilst Bowyer has himself admitted that we're not going to have somebody necessarily who's going to get us 20 goals, a lot of those players are going to have to weigh in and get their fair share. And the good news is that a lot of them are already off the mark and, and scoring. So, yeah, it's going to be one of those that, that we just kind of take each game as it comes, I think. And... Boya tends to do his selections and his tactics on the opposition as opposed to, we referenced Carl earlier, as opposed to going for one tried and tested formation and, and making it work. So he's just going to have to think about that very slightly differently. But we've got a lot of different options who can play in a lot of different positions. And I'm confident we'll get through it. It's obviously a big loss, but I think we've got enough quality in there to to keep this run going. And we showed that on Tuesday night as well. You know, of course we missed him, but... We didn't miss him enough to to lose the game, you know. We still scored two goals and we still played very well. Yeah, we yeah we did okay on Tuesday. So obviously we uh, send our best wishes to Alfie Doughty and uh, and hope for a speedy recovery. Four months is a a long time to be out, but hopefully he'll come back uh, stronger than he was before. Right, I did ask for a couple of uh, tweets. And uh, emails, uh, Steve Richards said, good battling performance on Tuesday. Showed the benefit of a decent squad. Shinny was the man of the match for me. Pompey will be a stiffer test. Prattley into the back four and we'll need midfield and forwards to put in another massive shift. Craig Bond says, I hope to be wrong, but bricking it about Saturday. Uh, confident for the season overall, though. A rampant Pompey side and we have definitely lost some grit in Innes and Watson. I think we will see a very strange lineup from Bose, possibly including Purrington, Matthews and Gunter. Yeah, no, if we haven't really even uh, mentioned the uh, arrival or the re-arrival of uh, Adam Matthews, uh, you know, sniffing around all summer, really, weren't we? And it, he was obviously looking to see if there was a better option out there um, in terms of teams that won't be uh, affected by the wage cap, I guess. But he, he's come in again now. And, yeah, I mean, that, that that that's not another bad member to have in the squad. He was one, one of the more popular players last season. No, of course, it's not a bad little um, replacement if, if Gunter's not performing or, you know, we need something more tactical. Um I think it's a great little signing. Obviously, Tom's delighted. Um, we've got another Welshman on board. I'm sure there'll be a Welsh centre half somewhere who's a free agent that Bowyer probably might sign in time for Saturday. Who knows? But just like the Welsh eleven. But um, no, he's a great addition for especially at this level. 
Um, surprised he didn't get a club um, at a high, you know, in in the championship. But I mean, the way of the world at the moment, people are being a lot more shrewd with their money. Um, but you know, not a bad, not a bad addition to the squad. It'd be interesting, as you know, the email said, how we're going to line up. Uh, where we go, we have, we haven't got three centre halves, but um, I don't really know how he's going to line it up, especially with Watson missing as well. Um, I'd imagine Jake will come in, but yeah, he might. He, I don't know how fit Adam is. If he'll come straight into the side on 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 Saturday, but yeah, no. Overall, we I think we're pretty well balanced now, really, provided we don't get any more long term injuries. Yeah, I mean, obviously that's a, that's a quite a big caveat there, and almost certainly we will, unfortunately, because that's where it goes. Right, Adam Cassidy. Uh, sent us an email. I felt we looked comfortable against Oxford without playing particularly well. Uh, really impressed by the effort from the lads, though, and I'm confident performances will get better and more exciting once the squad get a chance to train together and properly gel. Boya has them well organised and ready to fight like men, which we'll need in this league. Speaking of men, we'll miss Innes on Saturday, but I'm not fearful of Portsmouth. They're on a decent run too, but Charlton seems to be finding ways to win this season. Even if we rely on a moment of magic or clever set play, uh, we now appear to be capable of closing the door and seeing games out. Also, with the terrible news of Alfie's injury landing today, we really need to start utilising Madison as that creative outlet up the addicts. That's from Adam. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see uh, how fit uh, Marcus Madison is if he will be able to, to come in and get involved uh, in the game down at Portsmouth. Now, one more thing I wanted to talk about before we hear from Andrew Shinney. Uh, Lee Fender, a Charlton fan, I've been speaking to Lee uh, this week. We did want to get him on the show, but I think he's out in Australia. He's out, he's out somewhere foreign. Uh, yeah, he's out in Australia, so there's a bit of a time difference, so we couldn't arrange a, a time that worked for us both, unfortunately. So I said I'd just talk about this uh, uh, this uh, Cholton Kids shirt giveaway scheme that he's been uh, leading. Um, basically, he's, he's been uh, asking fans who can to donate £2, or or maybe even more if you can, towards the cause, to basically, you know, in the, the times we're in, it's, it, it's, it's tough for, for a lot of people out there, but this way... Uh, we're going to build up a lot of money to see if we can just uh, help some parents give uh, their, their children Cholton shirts uh, for Christmas. So Lee Fender's uh, uh, come up with this scheme. Uh, it says you can donate money via PayPal to debbiecross22 at yahoo.co.uk. Look at Lee Fender's uh, Twitter page uh, to do that. And then Thomas Sangard, the new owner, uh, has offered to match the donations as well. So um, there's, uh, there's going to be a lot of shirts going to Cholton fans. When I spoke to Lee yesterday, um, we were we were looking at 188 junior shirts already with the donations. So that's that's an amazing work. And uh, if you're a parent struggling to to afford a Cheltenham shirt, obviously in in, in the current circumstances uh, for your child at, at Christmas, get in contact with Lee, and I'm sure he'll be able to help you uh, to to make sure that that you can uh, give your child that small gift. So a wonderful wonderful bit of work there from Lee. Nice touch uh, from Thomas Sangard as well to make sure he matches those donations. Right, uh, Andrew Shinney. Uh, came to speak to us after the game against Oxford. I uh, asked him what he makes of the Pompey game coming up as well. But first of all, the Luton Town loanee said how pleased he was with his performance against the O's uh, on Tuesday. Yeah, it was a tough game. They're, they're a good side. They move the ball well. They test you defensively. And it was, a, it was difficult at times, but we just kept their shape and we've got quality in the team where we can hurt teams at any minute. And like, like you see, McConnor's first goal just sprung on them. Uh, managed to play through him and he finished it and felt we were pretty solid overall didn't feel like they had many good chances and once we were even down to 10 men I thought we'd seen the game out well And you must be pleased with your your personal performance and, uh, and assist and a goal this evening 
yeah, delighted. Um, sort of why I was brought to the club. I could try and unlock defences and bring a bit of quality to the side. And I managed to set Connor up, obviously. Good finish from him to get us 1-0 up. And then the free kick managed to hit the back of the net as well. So, yeah, delighted. It's been a good evening. And talk us through your, your free kick. Do you, do you normally fancy yourself from that sort of range? Yeah, well, I've been bullied off them for the last few games, to be fair. Big Bogo's taken a couple and hit the wall every time. So I said, I'm having this one. I just whipped it, try to whip it back post. The keeper probably should have maybe done a little bit better, but just try to whip it on target and in the far corner and it went in the back of the net. So, And then stupidly, I let the big man take one in the second half and he hit the wall again. But uh, no, nah, I fancied it. Cask had a few good ones in the Wigan game and then he actually scored the winner. And then today I said, first free kick, I'm on it, I'm having it. I fancied it and luckily it went in, yeah. And obviously you, you've... Uh been one of the, the nine signings that have come in since Thomas Sangard's takeover. What was it that, about Charlton that's attracted you? Obviously, in your time at Luton, we've been in, in the same division for, for a couple of years with each other. So I'm guessing you felt like you knew the, the club a little bit. But what was it about the club and, and maybe Lee Bayer that made you want to come and, and, and spend your time here? Yeah, as you said, I've played here a few times and it's a great club. I've played here when the fans have been allowed in. It's, the place is rocking and it's difficult difficult place to come, it's great atmosphere and it's a good club and I felt fortunate really that when I wasn't getting much game time at Luton, this was an option. As soon as it was an option, I just thought that's a great chance for me and to go to a great club and I've come down here and fitted in with the boys brilliantly in the changing room and then we've hit the ground running really since I've come in. So I'm, I'm just grateful for the opportunity to come and play for a club like this. And just finally, I guess obviously Saturday is going to be a a real test against Portsmouth who will be up there at the end of the season, I imagine, and Charlton will want to be up there as well. So this will be a real good test to see where the where this new this new squad has landed, really. Yeah, that's exactly right. If we want to get to where we want the season, you've got to play the best teams and Pompey will be up, up there as they always are when I played in League One as well. So, But we'll go there full of confidence and it'll be a tough game for them as well. So... We're coming off some great wins, clean sheets, solid. Obviously, we'll miss we'll miss uh, big big Innes at the back. He's been solid for us, and I think Wattle might be suspended as well. So we might be missing a few. But we've got, as the gaffer said, I think we've got two for every position right now. We've got great players in the squad, and people step in, and we'll go there and try and win. Space on the right-hand side for Alfie Doughty now in the penalty area. This is a huge chance for the Alex and it's Alfie Doughty who puts Charlton into the lead with a calm left-footed finish. It was a wonderful fall through to the youngster and he pulled it in onto his left foot and slides it beyond the goalkeeper. It's Crew Alexander nil, Charlton Athletic 1. Charlton Live. Right, welcome back then to Charlton Live. Uh, we just heard from Andrew Shinney there before the uh, the break. Uh, Tom, what, would you, what have you made of him so far? Obviously, he had a very fruitful evening on Tuesday. Um, you know, he knows this division. He's got promoted out of it before with, with Luton Town. Uh, and it looks like he's, he's sort of going to be quite a creative, a, creati- a creative outlet for us. Definitely. Yeah, I was very impressed with him on Tuesday night. Uh, as I said a bit earlier, I don't think he'd had 
a huge amount of opportunities before that. Um, I don't know if he'd played a full game or not. And if he had, the fact that I don't really remember suggests that it, it wasn't that memorable. But, you know, it's absolutely no criticism of him. He's come to a new side. It's going to take him, I thought, a little while to bed in. But Tuesday night showed that he's kind of got his feet firmly under the under the desk. He seems very happy in, in that side. And as he said, you know, happy to take responsibility and, and push people out of the way for set pieces and say, Do you know what, I'm going to take take this next one. So, yeah, as you say, I, I certainly remember him from his Luton days uh, and he's a, a really creative, creative player. And we knew that's the sort of player we're bringing in and with the likes of Gilby coming in and Madison as well. There's a lot of excitement throughout that midfield. And obviously we're having to wait for the other two, Gilby obviously with his injury and Madison to get up to speed. But that's a really creative midfield now with the likes of Prattley and Watson behind them. I think there's a real chance to go on and, and uh, you know, terrify a lot of the defences in this league and he's going to be a big part of that I think he himself will be pushing probably pushing for double figures certainly in goals and assists combined maybe maybe even both but yeah I was very impressed with him Tuesday night and it's about making sure he can kick on from that now and and keep those performances going but yeah so far I, I like what I see excellent stuff right let's turn our attention then to Saturday's trip down to Fratton Park uh, to take on a Portsmouth side, Nave, who are banging form. They've won six of their last seven games uh, in all competitions. Their only defeat in that time, a 1-0 home loss against Doncaster. So it is doable. Um, won 4-0 out against uh, Northampton uh, on last time out at home. Um, so, yeah, this is going to be an interesting one. They're, they're only one point and one place above us in, in the league table. But a club the size of Portsmouth, Nave, you know, it's going to be a real test. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's a test um, Test to go down there anyway. Obviously, the, the fans ain't going to be there, so it might help us a little bit. But yeah, they're, they're a good team of form. Obviously, uh, our old mate, John Marquis, or Marquis, or whatever you, however you say it, is in form. He's got, scored a couple. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a tricky game. They've got some good players and surprised. Not really surprised on the start they've had. They should be expecting to be at least top six up there. Um, obviously, you've got well, they've, the defending ain't been that great uh, in all the games, but they've got that <laughs> that Jack Watmo is the Jack Wilshere lookalike, isn't he? So, um, but no, it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough tough game. But these are the games that you're gonna have to win. Like Tom Tom uh, sort of mentioned it earlier when we went up with Powell and we won those two Sheffield games. These are the games that you're gonna have to win if you're gonna you've got to beat the best to be the best in this league, haven't you? So, be gonna be tough. Um, be interesting how we set up, especially dealing with Marquis if. If he does go with um, with Pratt's as, a, as a, in a two, or who knows, he might put Gunter in there as a three, or he might even bring Charlie Barker in for his height. I don't know. Anything's possible, but it's going to be difficult to try and keep him quiet. And obviously, Marcus Harness has been been in good form, and obviously you've got Ronan Curtis, which we all know who, what he's about. So tricky game, but I mean they'll be looking at us and go, well, you know, they're going to be hard to break down, and they've got some tricky players as well. So. Going to be difficult, but I think they're going to. It's, no, it's not. It's not like they're. Uh, they're going to think be thinking it's an easy game for them either. So, be interesting to see how it pans out. Yeah, certainly. Harness and, and Marquis both have uh, five goals apiece already so far this season. So they've got two, uh, well, a midfielder there and a striker, a banging form. And obviously, we've seen Portsmouth in the in, in the playoffs in, in in the last few seasons and unable to turn that into a. Uh, uh, into promotion, unlike us legends did a couple of years ago. But um, you know, they're they're, they're a, a club that size. 
are always likely to to, to be uh, there and thereabouts. And there is a little bit of pressure on Kenny Jackett, the manager, though, Tom. You know, I think, again, because it is a club that size, I think the fans have been effectively demanding promotion over the last couple of years. So I, I think it's coming, it's coming to a point now where he really needs to, to start start making sure he gets Portsmouth out of this division otherwise I think the the board may or may not start to run out of patience with him sooner or later I think the fans if you look at their Twitter replies the fans haven't really taken to him as much as you think they would considering what he has achieved at that club definitely yeah I've got a friend who's a Portsmouth fan and he says that uh, you know even at the start of this season they had a bad not a bad start but not a great start and he said people were already calling for his head this season as well um as you say, I don't think they've necessarily taken to him at all in his style of football, which is pragmatic to say the least. Um, so I don't think they're particularly being entertained and they're not getting out of this division. And you want, ideally, you want both. But I think, for example, how we're showing, you know, if we don't play the nicest football this year, but we win 1-0 every every week and go up, I'm, I'm not going to care, to be honest with you. So, yeah, I think that's where they've struggled. And you look at Obviously, the playoffs last year against Sunderland. You look at the games against us when we've been down here. You know, we've sneaked wins in in all of, I think, the last three games against them. They just seem, I know they beat Sunderland the other week, but they just seem in those big crunch games, maybe not to just quite have the minerals that they need. And yeah, I think, as you say, the fans are going to be there and and expecting it now because it's been a few years since since they've been out of this division. Um, And so they're going to, certainly expect promotion but I think also they're expecting a slightly better style of football as well and it's very easy to then say that they're being a bit greedy to expect both but you know we as you say we've played them a a few times in recent years I don't think I've been necessarily impressed with the way that they play either Uh, and they're a huge club for this level you know they've got a massive fan base so yeah it's a it's a demanding role to to be managing that club and I would say that he hasn't really done enough so far. So, yeah, it's going to be a very interesting game. As I say, their defence has been a bit all over the place, but then kept a couple of clean sheets recently. I think they've won three in a row. So it's not going to be easy by any means, but we'll go there with confidence um, because, as you say, they're going to look at us and think, well, they're not going to be easy either. So I'm expecting quite a good game, to be honest, by two, two good sides and two sides who should be there or thereabouts come the end of the season. Certainly should be right. We just had a tweet in from Phil actually whilst we're recording. It says with Watson and Innes out, I'm hoping for a lineup of Amos, uh, Matthews, Gunter, Fainwo, Martson, uh, Jake Forster, Kasky, Prattley, Shinny, Madison, Bogle, and Smith. And on the bench, May- uh, Maynard Brewer, Perrington, Williams, and EK, Morgan, Washington, and then Barker or Vennings. Phil Prattley is needed in defensive midfield and not at centre back. Cheers for that, Phil. Right, let's hear what Lee Bowyer uh, says ahead of the game then. Um, obviously we heard the bad news earlier about Doughty now joining Oshelaja Pearson Gilby uh, in the treatment room but he did confirm there's no new injury concerns other than those uh, and that Chucks and Ike who made a surprise appearance on the bench on Tuesday will be available yeah yeah so Chucks um, Chucks is available could have maybe put him on for the last 10-15 minutes but he would have just had to chase around it just wasn't worth taking the risk not, not when he was he was quite comfortable, so um, didn't want to risk him putting him on. Uh, so yeah, again, he'd be in the squad for for the weekend. I suppose. They, uh, I mean, we're coming up to the game against Portsmouth, and uh, prior to prior to Tuesday, I think you probably certainly a back five would have picked itself. Um, maybe even uh, you know, six or seven. But now with 
then Watson being uh, suspended for the game and now uh, Ryan Innes as well, it's going to make you have to shuffle things about a bit. Yeah, because I don't have no cover in, in the centre-half position. So, uh, obviously, both my right-sided centre-halves are out. Um, Deji and Ryan, and uh, I'm, I'm going to have to juggle the, the side around. And, um, but we're, I think we're quite good at that. I think whenever we, we, we move people around, it, we simplify it. Uh, well, well, I simplify it. And um, I know whoever comes in there, uh, practice obviously played there before. So um, we slided in back on, on uh, Tuesday evening. So, yeah, I'm, I'm sure that we'll, that we'll be okay. And given your run at the moment defensively, I mean, do you remember moments in, in your career as well as a player or as a manager where you have sort of gone into games thinking we are such a unit at the moment, we're working so well together? You get, you get that sort of massive confidence from that. Yeah, I... Like I always believe every game that we go into, no matter who we're playing against, I always believe that, that we've got a chance of winning. Um, because the group that, that we always put together are always a good group and an honest group and they fight to the end for each other. You know? So, um, And we have qualities so that, that can also hurt teams. So whatever game I go into, I believe that, that, that we can win. But... I think two years ago, the season we got promotion, on the turn of the year, I think we lost like maybe one one game before the Donny, last Donny game, but we lost one game. Um, so, yeah, that, I, I believe that. That, that, was, that was a time that I think, yeah, we, I felt like we would win every game um, because that's what we done, near enough. Uh, we didn't lose many, so... Um, yeah, I said to the players on Tuesday evening, this is a good habit to get into. Winning is a good habit because even when you're not playing so well, teams fear you when you when you come turning up and, um, and then you have a slight advantage, you know. You mentioned Marquis and Harness. I mean, they've obviously hit the ground running scoring-wise. When, you, when you're planning for opposition teams, your manager actually looks at how you stop their main weapons or are you much more concentrated on how you're going to inflict your game on them? No, you have to respect the team you're playing. You have to respect the players that you're playing against. Um, if they've got strengths and I don't tell my team, then, then I'm doing something wrong. I always do that, no matter who we're playing. I tell, I tell them what their strengths are, what they will try and do to, to hurt us, uh, individuals, if I need to. Um, and obviously then I look at uh, their weaknesses and um, every team, including us, we'll have strengths, we'll have weaknesses. And, and I'll try to look at the opposition's weaknesses and, and see and, and talk them through how we can hurt them. Uh, Choosy, an example, I, I said to Shinny, like, look, you're playing on the left, but when the ball's on the opposite side, th th there'll be a little pocket for you to slide into. Um, the fullback won't come with you and, and that's what happened. And, and we got the ball and slid in Connor and we scored. So the, that, that was a weakness of theirs. Um, and, and doesn't always work, but you, you try to put these pictures into the players' heads. And, and um, yeah, so again, we'll be doing that tomorrow. We'll be trying to paint them pictures. So when they're in them situations, they, they have an idea of what to do. That's Lee Bowyer looking ahead to the trip down to Portsmouth. So, 
Nathan, in, in terms of team news, I mean, we heard a suggested lineup from Phil there. He doesn't want to see um, Prattley dropping into the defence. He wants him to stay in the midfield uh, and Gunter and Fainwo play at, at centre-half. Do you think that's the way that Boya might consider? Uh, I think it's uh, definitely a consideration. I think naturally you'd say Pratt's to go back in there, um, which, you know, if you're going to go with four at the back, you, if he does Gunter, Pratt's and Akin Fanwo, you, you midfield two, I would imagine you're looking at probably Dylan and Jake. And the thing for me is, is it, as much as, you know, technically they're good, I just think we're missing that, that ball winner. Um, I think with Gunter... Um, you know he's he's got experience, and to an extent, you could. I know he didn't have a good game the last time he played, but Ben Parrott could probably do a job at centre half. I don't know, but I mean, I think you've got to try and deal with uh, Marquise's movement and his height, um, which I mean, Famo can do if you man mark him. But with Pratt's there in in a two, I think we're in a bit of a. I don't know. I mean, that's why I think maybe you could put. Put put Barker in there with with Pratt's, but then again, if you do that, you're losing. Like I said, you're losing that sort of that aggression and and, and the mentality to win the ball back. Um, I mean, with Jake and Dylan in that middle, you, you're good in possession, but it's out of possession, which you know they might have a lot. Um, so I think that's the only thing that I think Bo's probably got to consider. Which it wouldn't surprise me if he does put Gunter at centre half. Yeah, because I think we saw it in that first half, didn't we, against Northampton where we didn't have Watson or Prattley in the midfield and we just weren't winning uh, any of that ball. And then as soon as Prattley came on at half-time, we, we looked a better side uh, at Northampton. So I do wonder if that will be uh, a consideration. I mean, I mean, Nate's mentioned Charlie Barker there. He hasn't he hasn't been in the squad last, uh, well, last few at least. Uh, do you reckon he'll have a chance for this game? Obviously, he did himself no, uh, no, no disservice uh, when, when he did play earlier on in the season up until that... That, that game against Doncaster where he scored the own goal and perhaps had a, a more difficult afternoon. But he had been fairly reliable before then. So I guess he, he, he'll he certainly be an option for Bo. Tom? I think he, he merits a spot on the bench, definitely. Um, I agree with Nathan. I don't necessarily think he'll start, but I can see Guntas playing alongside uh, Fanwell in, in the middle. But if we're only a goal ahead with 10, 15 minutes left, I'd have no problems chucking him on as an extra defender if we're looking to just try and shut them out and secure three points. So, no, I've been, obviously, he had that one game where he scored the own goal and, and had a bit of a difficult afternoon. But apart from that, I, I think he's been very solid for us considering where he's come from in such a short space of time. You think back to that first game of the season um, against Crew, you think of the Swindon game in the cup, you know, really solid performances. So, yeah, I think he deserves to be in and around the squad. We need to protect him and we need to be careful with him, like we've said plenty of times before. But in a scenario where we're without a defender for a couple of games, that's an opportunity for him to just come in, get some experience again around the team, maybe get some minutes. And then it, it's about when Innes is back and when Pierce and Deji are back, then protecting him again and, and letting him play some, some under-23s football. But yeah, I, I certainly have no no problem chucking him on if we need him towards the end of the game. Yeah, and in terms of strikers, I mean, obviously, Nath, we saw Chucks coming back uh, to have a place on the bench on Tuesday. It'll be a possibility for Saturday. Do you think Bo might be tempted to chuck him in, or do you think he'll stick with Big Bogle, as uh, as Shinny calls him? <laughs> I, think, I think Big Bogle will be sitting on that big bench, I think, on um, not through... <laughs> not, not, not through... Not it certainly won't be on free kick duty <laughs> if uh, Andrew Shinny has anything to say about it. <laughs> 
Yeah, no, to be fair, like, I know he's not probably not 100% fit. I think he's done okay in parts on, um, uh, on, on Tuesday. Um, still makes me laugh at that goal that he got disallowed. I still don't know. But um, I just think if, if Aniki's fit, I mean, my Bogle played a lot of minutes and what you don't want is overplaying players. He's got to rotate it because, again, you don't want any more injuries. So um, I can see Chuck coming straight in on, on Saturday. It wouldn't surprise me if he does, but who knows? Um, but I'd like to see Chuck's given it a go again. You know, it was right that we didn't obviously risk him on, on Tuesday. Um, but yeah, I, I can see Ch- Chuck starting on Saturday, um, and and I think you'll probably see that probably throughout the year. Really, I think because I mean I don't, Chuck's playing every week in week out. Um, it, it may happen, but I think we just got to be careful with him until we know he's fully, you know, he's fully ready, and and it gives a chance for big, big bad boy Bogle to um, obviously put the pressure on. But um, yeah, I can see Chuck starting on Saturday. To be honest. Excellent stuff. Right, we've uh, just about got enough time for your predictions then, Tom and Nathan. Tom, how do you think it will go uh, against Pompey on Saturday? I think we're going to concede for the first time in ages. Uh, I think it's going to be a one-all draw. Uh, that'd be a shame because I've be, I've kept my little Excel spreadsheet with minutes on it going for ages now, seven <laughs> hours and thirty-two minutes. Be, I was I was doing it. I was doing it down to the nearest second on the. On Radio London during the week, it became sort of a running joke. But I was I was relieved when that offside goal was disallowed for Oxford. Uh, and uh, Nathan, how do you see it going Saturday? I reckon um, I reckon we're going to win one nil. I reckon we'll get a penalty. Yeah. Penalty twenty minutes to go. Yeah, and I reckon Madison might step up and take it. Score it. Lovely stuff. Well, that we uh, we do enjoy uh, our little trips to Fratton Park. I think it's seven of the last eight uh, visits down there that we've won. We have an excellent record. I was asked during the week where I did the Pompey program, and they said, "How much of a difference do you think the fact that the Portsmouth fans aren't there is going to make?" And I was like, "Well, they haven't made much of a difference so far, to be fair, lads, because we've won seven of the last eight. But anyway, uh, that's how we hope it will go on Saturday. Right, we've come to the end of the big match preview. Then thank you uh, for listening to uh, this week's uh, show. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, don't forget we'll be back on Sunday to look back at whatever happens against Portsmouth hoping for another three points definitely hoping for another clean sheet thanks to Tom and Nathan for joining me on this week's uh, pod cheers Cheers, boys good to have you with me I've been Louis Mendes thanks for listening and we'll see you back here again on Sunday
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.